How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. We're going to head across the ditch. Hey, I've got you loud and clear. I just caught the end of your ad break there. Did you? Was it nice? Oh, I just heard a jingle. Just yeah. fade out. Nice 29.99 seconds. Listen, you're going to love this talk topic today. Yes. Good afternoon to you and, and to everybody. Um, we had a, a texter on the line yesterday, Kev from Camden, and he spoke about once breaking into the New Zealand cricket dressing room and lifting the Newbury shoulderless Excalibur cricket bat wielded by Lance Cairns. Oh. Big hitter. His son a big hitter as well. And he said it was a wonderful moment before security finally came in, chucked him out. But he said he'd do it all again and, and provided us with a great story. It happens to be, Staffy, Lance Cairns' birthday today. I had no idea. So off the back of that, I've been asking people to nominate their favourite pieces of retro sporting equipment. Cricket bats are getting a really good run. The old Grainicles scoop. A few people have talked about the Newbury and more recently the, the Kookaburra bubble. But I know you're a massive cricket fan. Did you have a, a favourite bat or a favourite piece of sporting memorabilia back in the day that, that you couldn't bear to part company with? Look, going just on those Excaliburs, I was a kid when Lance was in his pomp and uh, we all got Dad and Granddad and Uncle Skillsaw out and cut the corners off our bats. Did you? So, yeah, off it came. It off. Okay. <laughs> Just completely threw it. Wow. Uh, one which would be a bit of a collector's item was the Adidas rugby ball, and it was the laceless rugby ball, and they were like balloons. They were really big, and I got one for Christmas or something when I was about 13 or 14, and they were the ball that the All Blacks used, but they only lasted a season because they actually went too far when you kicked them. It was ah, it was a bit like yes. an illegal ball. Um, but yes. that, if anyone's got one of those out there, that is a collector's item because they weren't out for long. I, re- I seem to recall there was a debate during a, the Tri-Nations back in the day that New Zealand would use the Adidas, I think, a Australians had the summit and South Africa might have used the Gilbert ball. Mm. And, you know, they'd all sort of, they had slightly different characteristics. And you mentioned there, I think it was the Adidas that would fly too far. Um, just as well, they didn't use that when you're playing on the high veld, of course. <laughs> because, you know, inside your own 20 and it goes sailing over the dead ball line. Yeah. But, uh, yeah the Adidas, the Gilbert and the summit. But, but oh, that's wonderful. You'd, you'd, you'd shave off the shoulders of your bat. Did you ever do this, Staffy, with a bat? You'd you just sort of sand the edges so it looked like you middled everyone and just sand it off the cherries off the side? Absolutely. And I, yeah. also, got, I also got the um, the liquid scourer onto my golf clubs to take off the dimple imprints off the toe and the heel of the club so it just looked <laughs> like I always middled, middled my iron yeah. shots. And they were much harder to hit back in the day too, the golf clubs. Oh, and they were all blades. There were no cavity are. backs back in the day. No, correct, correct. I just gave up a pair of tailor-made blades. When you got them out of the middle, beautiful but goodness mm. me you could feel them sort of reverberating up the arm when you hit mm. but the other thing too and, and i love i love this sort of conversation kids back in the day they, they don't know the joy of having to to break in a cricket bat to no. oil it and then to, to knock it in with a ball either you bash it or you just gently in the nets just hit it yeah bang on they you don't. had to do that and you had to um you used to have to dubbin your rugby balls over here the as dubbing, well. Dubbin, yeah. yeah. Use that on the saddles. Back yeah, in the day, that's you? it. The, the horse saddles, yeah, the dubbin. That's it. Dubbin you, the rugby ball. And- you know, your talk topic, you know, we had, we were really lucky today. We had in studio for an hour a 14 time world champion in timber sports. His name's Jason Winyard. He's 48 49 and he's heading over to Gothenburg in a week to go and have another crack at it. Um, can, can you. Can you just even fathom being a world champion 14 times? 
did you say timber sport? So what does that involve, like wood chopping? And, wood and chopping. Like that, so, so these uh, these six disciplines now. There's the springboard where they chop the little the little angle oh, into the tree. Wedge the planking and then wedge go, the yeah. planking go up. So that's one of them. There's the standing block. There's the underhand block. There's the single saw, and then there's yep. the standard production chainsaw, and then they have a thing called the hot saw. And they, they use pretty much jet engines on these things. They're like super turbocharged. And you get points allocated across all six. And the person with the most points, it's sort of like a, I was going to say a decathlon, heptathlon. What is it if it's six? It's a sextathlon. Yes. 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 It's that's, a sextathlon. You can say that in context, absolutely. Yes. And um, he, he, he's won it about 14 times. And so he, I reckon Jason Winyard would have been pretty quick at shaving the shoulders off a Newbury Excalibur or to, oh, off a cricket bat to make it resemble a Newbury Excalibur. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because as soon as you mentioned uh, timber sports, it, my mind sprung to our most famous woodchopper, a man by the name of David Foster. Yes. Big unit, uh, moustache, sort of looks like a slightly overweight David Boone if there is such a thing. <laughs> Australian wood, world champion woodchopper, Tasmanian community figure. He has held the World Woodchopping Championship title for 21 consecutive years. Australia's most successful athlete and possibly the only athlete in any sport in the world to win over 1,000 titles. Jeepers. So imagine a get-together between Jason Winyard and David Foster. I reckon they'd put a few away just quietly. Yeah. He, interestingly, he said um, when he competes in – because he competes all around the world, and he said in Australia you use eucalyptus uh, wood and it's the hardest wood to chop. Right. And so yeah, you have yeah. to have very thin bevels on your axe and razor sharp, whereas where he's going it's slightly softer wood, so you have to acclimatise. It was, it was really interesting to get into the technical side of um, wood chopping. Yeah, did you ask him if he shaves with his blade? We had a text question came in from Dave, <laughs> and, and great, Dave great said, minds think alike, Dave. "Can you shave with your axe?" And he said, "Yes, I can. They are wow. razor sharp." Yeah, oh, it's like you know, you get that strand of hair and you drop it on the axe blade, <laughs> just sort of casually cuts in half. Uh, mate, Australia, New Zealand. You mentioned it when we spoke last week. A sellout at Eden Park. Uh, I tell you what, I mean, for twenty-two games of trying, the Wallaroos have never defeated the Black Ferns, and we thought, is this the moment? It looked good at half time, and then. Well, class rose to the top in the end. Yeah, 17-0, um, the Wallaroos. They they started with a hiss and a roar. A little bit of stage fright, I think, from the Black Fence. They've never played in front of a, a home crowd like that. In fact, no team has. It's the biggest ever crowd in the history of women's rugby, and it was a fantastic carnival atmosphere. But they, they found their mojo in the second half, as you say, Julian, and, um, and kicked away. But um, it's really got some momentum over here. The Women's World Cup. Uh, very much looking forward to as it as it continues on. And and I mentioned to Maddie White yesterday, like we're just the prospect of New Zealand England World Cup final at Eden Park. Oh, oh be a massive. So they look good, England. They thumped Fiji eighty four points to nineteen. Are they that good, England? Are they? England are the benchmark. They they truly are. And even yeah. the All Black coach, uh, the the Black Ferns coach Wayne Smith, um, said so. They are they are the scene setters. We've got time to improve, but we're going to have to do it rapidly. Wow. I'll leave the final word to Port Macquarie Pearl on the text line, Staff. He said, I do world record times in the sextathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily, the funny thing about that, Pearl, I suggest uh, there's a lot of competition. Uh, a lot of competition. <laughs> yes, there is. There is. All right, mate. Always good to chat. We'll catch you next week. Cheers, buddy. There's Julian there King out of Australia. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. What fun we've had today. What fun we've had today. We'll be back and we'll find out what happened on this day, being the 11th October, but not today. Today, back in the day, after this.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.